Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the Q1 2019 small cap value quarterly recap. Uh, my guest today is portfolio manager Stephen Davis. In the first quarter of 2019, the Von Nelson small cap value returned a gross return of 15.3% and a net return of 15.02%, and that is compared to the Russell 2000 value at 11 0.93%. And with that, I will turn things over to Stephen. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Um, If you remember what we talked about last time at the uh, Q4 quarterly review, we discussed the fact that we were going to recess the excesses this cycle created, which was liquidity and therefore the price of risk assets. And we mentioned that initially the alpha would not be in downside protection, but it would come from Uh, the price recovery based on valuations and fundamentals. Uh, We saw this play out, and our alpha in Q1 on the upside has been much greater than than our alpha on the downside uh, in 2018. So where are we in the market right now? Equity markets in Q1 simply recovered the oversold price decline from from the fourth quarter and are now sitting at very critical levels in the market. The S&P 500 is sitting at its 15-month peak, small cap indices at very similar levels with value indices below the peak of two years ago. We've had a lot of noise in the markets, but essentially we've gone nowhere. Um, We expect this to continue and are watching closely for signs of either reacceleration or slowing into the back half of 2019. Growth beat value handily in the quarter, but uh, not much difference in returns by by index size. It will be really interesting to to see if the Fed actually cuts rates, um, which style does better. Value value has lagged over the past two years on rate hikes, you know, names generally with with lower growth and and higher debt loads on the value side. Um, In the U.S., we're growing, but we're slowing. It's classic late cycle setup where most areas of the economy have fully recovered and then some from previous peaks. The S&P 500 earnings estimates have come down slightly. Um, The multiple is telling us there's no imminent recession. Um, Again, we're still later cycle, but there could be more stimulus left, and stimulus meaning either fundamentally uh, through earnings revisions and and positive um, happenings at uh, at companies or through fiscal or monetary means um, that could keep assets, uh, could keep risk assets working. In the near term, uh, we think economic activity will likely continue to slow, which will further pressure margins and ultimately earnings growth. Valuations have risen materially again, um, and markets likely remain volatile until the current slowdown has bottomed. So uh, so where are we in terms of portfolio positioning on the small cap value side and actions? We have a positive view on firms with sustainable top and bottom lines, i.e. pricing power, self-help opportunities, and idiosyncratic stories. Um, in fact, we have the highest proportion of idiosyncratic names in the portfolio than we've had in the last nine years, and the portfolio is as debt-averse as it's been in the last six years. Uh, to outperform you know, going forward in a world of, of passive and ETF investing, you've got to, you've got to look different than the benchmark. Um, you need conviction with, with high active share, a focus on, you know, focus on companies that make money, and definitely matching valuations with fundamentals. We're still finding bottom-up ideas with company-specific attributes and, and catalysts at, at, re- at reasonable valuations uh, and definitely not sacrificing our 50% return uh, criteria. We continue to be more profitable than the index with higher growth estimates, less EPS variability, and higher returns at inline to, to cheaper multiples. 
We're currently overweight technology, we're underweight REITs, um, overweight healthcare. The portfolio is definitely positioned for a slowing economy, but not for a recession. Um, although we do own a lot of businesses that should outperform if we head into a material slowdown. If we continue to reaccelerate from here, we should be fine. We're materially underweight fixed income proxies, i.e. REITs and utilities, which offsets our lack of exposure, excuse me, to high beta cyclicals, and the rest of the portfolio should, you know, continue to compound earnings much faster than the index. Our top holdings are either secular themes, good businesses with idiosyncratic stories, or defensive growth companies that aren't simple uh, interest rate bets. In terms of the um, actual performance and then the contributors, detractors for the quarter, um, we did have a good quarter. Um, we've now outperformed, I think, five out of the last six quarters. And uh, the tough Q2 2018, we know that you know, was a mega short squeeze. Um, now, we, we try, obviously, to, uh, to outperform um, every quarter. We don't expect to. But the portfolio is now in a position that we definitely like at, at this point in the cycle. The... The nature of the outperformance in, in Q1 was, was almost all stock selection. This is pretty standard and, and consistent with our philosophy and process. We're, we're bottoms-up fundamental analysts, and we don't try to call macro sector over or underweights in any material way. We underperformed in areas where we didn't have as much, as much exposure as the benchmark. Um, that would be REITs, materials, and um, flat in healthcare, as our names didn't rally as much as the index. Um, everything bounced in, in Q1, and so we're not chasing any upwards you know, price action as we don't think it sends any real signals about um, the economy or market environment. We do think higher quality names should start to differentiate, differentiate themselves going forward. Um, all other sectors outperformed. Again, this is all due to stock selection with the largest outperformance in technology due primarily from one of our names getting acquired. Um, you know, the list of positive contributors in the quarter consists mostly of uh, secular growers, whether that's in the cybersecurity space, dynamic media landscape, or um, focus on kind of semiconductor's role in the, in the digital economy uh, becoming more relevant. Our, our underperformers for the quarter fall into two buckets. Uh, those would be kind of boring names or businesses that didn't keep up with the, uh, with the big market rally in the quarter or names in some sort of business transition um, with kind of a lot of noise around these transitions. And, you know, time will tell if the strategy, the transition strategy is working, but we're monitoring um, all the laggards closely. We exited two of these underperformers uh, completely in the quarter. Um, we're sitting at about 5% cash today in the portfolio. Um, cash holdings cost us 40 basis points in the quarter, but, you know, cash is king right now, and, and we prefer to be offensive in deploying capital in good opportunities versus having to sell marginal names in a declining liquidity environment. In terms of the uh, small cap buys and sells in the quarter, we are near the end of concentrating the portfolio in higher conviction names. Um, we're using any kind of sell-offs to move out of our lower conviction names, and lower conviction names you can think are high leverage, uh, bad spots in supply chains, margin pressures, maybe all the above wrapped together, uh, which it kind of hurts over the past couple of years. Um, so to, you know, to this point, we had a net reduction in names in the portfolio to 74, so I expect um, we'll continue to reduce marginally as we get the opportunity to do so. Um, so, you know, that's, that's really it to kind of, to kind of sum up the portfolio is acting, you know, how we expect it to given our philosophy and process and think that, you know, our names are well positioned over the next few years, you know, regardless of, of the economic environment.
Outstanding. Thank you, Stephen. We appreciate the insights on small cap value, and we very much look forward to uh, just catching up again at the end of the second quarter, and, and good luck throughout the, the first half of the year. Thank you. Thanks a lot. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.